Welcome back to The Minute Who Shagged Me, where we go through the Austin Powers movies, one minute at a time, continuing with The Spy Who Shagged Me. I'm Johnny, and sadly, I'm rounding out the week with my two very special guests, and they are... Sean, you go first. Say <laughs> la vie. I'm uh, Sean German from 5 Minutes of Mana. And I'm Dave Pallas from 5 Minutes of Mystery, and I'm dead sexy! Oh, no. <laughs> Cancel this recording right now. <laughs> Stop the I know we've done a whole week, but, like, nope. <laughs> Can't do it. Sorry. I thought I was going right, to be yeah. free of Fat Bastard for a whole week, but I, sadly I can't be. Can't get away from the man. He's too much. Can't get away. I have a Fat Bastard question. Do either of you, are you guys watching the new gong show? There's a new gong show? I, There's a new. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I'll, can I explain to Johnny? I, I mean, you probably know more than I do, but I'm going to explain to Johnny from someone who doesn't watch the gong show but knows all the details that went into making okay. the gong show. All right. Okay, I'm here for this. So, all right, this is what I can this is what I know is that Mike Myers is playing a completely fictional character, but they won't say it's Mike Myers, but he's playing like this character who's very, you know, like a character mm-hmm. of the gong show. And like that's like half the bit is the <laughs> fact that he's playing this character not as Mike Myers. Like, at no point did I ever say, and thank you to Mike Myers for playing this character. It's like, he he is the name of that guy, and he has his, like, he has these, like, these one-liners that everyone laughs to, and clearly it's like the audience knows they're supposed to, like, laugh and say, like, it's as if, like, oh, everyone knows that joke, but it's, like, right. it's all inside jokes. It's as if, like, the entire gong show is based around inside jokes that the audience must be told beforehand. He's going to say this punchline, or he's going to say this setup, you're gonna say this punchline. You're all gonna laugh as if like it's your favorite thing ever, and that's the Gong Show. Like that's <laughs> that's the bit. Well, okay, you... so the whole time that you were doing that, I was searching the Gong Show 2018. Yeah. And apparently, there's a Vanity Fair article that the headline says Mike Myers finally explains his Gong Show stunt, and it's weirder than you thought. <laughs> Well, because they totally commit. So it's the the host of the show is named Tommy Maitland, and like you, I, what I was gonna say is, did anyone notice that Tommy Maitland sounds exactly like Fat Bastard? And the <laughs> thing is, like the the credits on the show say Tommy Maitland. If you, I think it's ABC, whatever network it's on. Like if you go to yeah, the website ABC. for the show and look for the host, there's a whole thing on this guy Tommy Maitland with like a whole history of his career, like how he got started and where he came from, and and all this other stuff, like on this, yeah, make believe character Tommy Maitland, which I will admit, it took me a couple episodes before I realized it was Mike Myers. Wow! I'm just like, I just thought, like, wow, this guy really sounds like Mike Myers doing an English accent or a Scottish accent, and it turns out, yeah, it's Mike Myers doing like the the Tommy Maitland character. So what uh, is it? Is it something you can like? How is it weirder than that? So apparently they interviewed Mike Myers and he was like, I'm an old punk rocker. There are a few things I would watch growing up Saturday Night Live, the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey club and the gong show. There's something punk about the show. It, it was show business, but it absolutely had no ambition whatsoever. Um, It was ambition free. The show was kind of like performance art. 
of a talent show and it's not really taking it ser- itself seriously. So when the like the people who wanted to do it like sat down together and they're like, if we're going to fucking do this, we're going to do it. And he was like, if I'm doing this, I'm doing a, like a really deconstructed version of like the ringmaster. And I want to be like super English and gregarious and just like over the top. And so that's why he did it. Um, I just feel like they decided, look, Mike Myers is like the king at working with like facial expressions and Mm -hmm. prosthetics. And he always like goes above and beyond. So like he's perfect for this. Yeah. Well, now I have to watch this. He totally commits. (laughs) Yeah, it, it's really good. The original Gong Show, for folks that, that aren't familiar with it, back in the 70s, uh, the host of this guy, Chuck Barris, I mean, the guy, just a game show genius, the guy who came up with, like, the newlywed game and the dating dating, dating game and all these great game shows, and, and he came up with the idea and hosted it, and it's, it, it's such a good idea, and it's so pure, and I, I was glad that it came back because... Like, there's something with our culture, and I don't know if it's just, like, modern, the modern world, or if it's specifically American, or what it is, United States, but, like, like it's not enough to just be good, or do stuff. If you look at the, like, the, um, the inflation of talent shows, like, there used to be talent shows, like, oh, you can do something, you have a talent, you can play piano or dance or whatever, and that's good. Mm-hmm. And then you had, like, Star Search. Like, you had to be, like, it's not just good enough that you can entertain people, you're a star. And then that became American Idol. Like, okay, you can sing, that's nice, you have a nice voice, and that's good that you had dedication to, like, learn all these songs, but does that make you an idol? Like, a teacher's an idol, or, you know, a, you know, policeman or you know someone that's trying to help their community like those are idols you're just a singer so the gong show given the name like was just let's find people who don't suck and we'll have (laughs) and we'll have a literal gong we'll have three judges and if you do suck any one of the judges at any point during the act can just pick up a giant mallet and hit the gong and then you're done and just say and you know say you know you suck you're not a star you're not an idol you don't even have talent we're just gonna hit you know we're gonna and and you're not a snowflake we're not there's no participation ribbon we're not even gonna let you finish the song or finish your act or whatever it is you're doing if we don't like you we're gonna hit the gong and you're done and you know they would just get the most random things like that i mean as as mike myers put it in in the article like it was it was more performance art than talent show you and you'd get people that would sing and dance and do regular stuff but then you just get these you know just really random acts there was i mean just i mean one of the things yet one of the things that the original show was famous for was the unknown comic which was a comic who would come out with a bag over his head and just tell really bad jokes. And the thing me. was like... That was me. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> Unknown comic. So so to, you know, so for them to bring that back and kind of do the same thing where it's like just any random stuff that you do, that you can bring it on and you can do it. And you know what? If you suck, they're going to gong you. But if you're interesting, if you're in it... 
you know, one way you can be good or you could just be interesting or you can just be so weird that the judges just need to see what's going to happen next mm. kind of thing. And you get really random stuff. And I think it's refreshing versus all the other hyped up sort of talent reality shows where it's you've got to be the world's best or the world's greatest or you're going to be emperor of the universe if you win this contest. And it's like, oh, yes, it's nice that you can dance, you can sing, whatever your talent is. But again, it's you're just singing. You're just dancing. You're not saving the universe. You're not an idol. You're not a star. You're not a hero. You're just someone who's good at singing or dancing or whatever. And like this yeah. just resets. It resets that level. It resets everyone's ego to say, you know what? You're not that special. We've got a big gong. And if someone hits it, you're over. You're done. Yeah. So don't get too full of yourself. So, yeah, I would yeah. recommend... I'd recommend people checking out the new one. You can probably find it on YouTube. Check out the old one. It's a good thing. Yeah, because yeah. I like... And, and the like, host sounds like Fat Bastard. Perfect. Which is why I brought it up. <laughs> well, I like it much better because, like, we have American Idol, America's Got Talent, The X Factor, like... Yeah. So you think you can dance, like, all these crazy things. And I'm like, I don't like any of them because either... They're run-of-the-mill, or it seems exploitative, mm -hmm. instead of just, like, I hope that this is what the gong show is going to be like, of, like, there's this person who's, like, really hyped about this weird thing that they do, and they want to show everybody that they do it, and it's just, like, pure and unadulterated, as opposed to, like, when you go on America's Got Talent, that they're, like, I'm the best. I'm the best like cat trainer in the whole world. <laughs> here's my here's my troop of fifteen cats, and we're gonna show you how fucking great we are. It's like no, I don't like pretentious. I just want some guy from the middle of Kansas be like, I'm really good at shucking corn. I'm gonna show you how good I am, yeah, and like just yeah. does it. And I'd be like, you tell me how you shuck that, that corn. Man I'll watch that shit. Corn. That I'll shuck. I'll watch that shit. I like that. I like you. <laughs> like showing what you got in like a non-pretentious like totally genuine way i really do yeah so you should you should definitely check out the gong show all right well hopefully yeah. jimmy from kansas shucks that corn for me he will shuck shuck that that corn. and i can watch it and it'll be great so i can't get away from fat bastard but at least i learned something fun from it there thank you sean so some, some thank you sean yeah. you know but so hopefully it was worth it. You, you know, listeners out there, you waited the whole week. Hopefully it was worth the wait. Mm -hmm. I finally said something that might have been interesting. <laughs> you will say things that are interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. um, I have, I have. Oh, we they uh, we found the explosives. Yeah, well, I have a problem with this minute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, people are still horrified that she's hammering the racket in, but. Yeah. When we go inside the tent, there's no need for the hammering of the racket because the bag's almost empty. Yeah. Well, yeah. What? What? So what is? Yeah. And and you see, like the racket is like standing on its own, on its own. And it's a full like just, bag. Yeah. So how how is that happening? <sighs> and and while you're pondering that, when they say you're surrounded. They're surrounded not. by what? We only see these henchmen that are on one one side, and they're all together. They are they're <laughs> surrounded by not henchmen. 
They're surrounded You're by surrounded. the surrounded. The There's a ravine on the other side that you can't escape <laughs> <Yeah>. from. Like, <laughs> like what are they? They're surrounded by a tent. That's what they're surrounded. You know, yeah. It's yeah. just odd for them to say that line. That's poor tent placement. You're right. They should have a backup, uh, backup escape route in case they were surrounded. <laughs> Is there a back door to that tent they can uh, get them? Well, that's just poor design. Like, they seem so well prepared. They're so overpacked mm-hmm. for this mission. And yet, this this tent's transparent. You would think they'd have a special spy tent that you can't tell you know, who's inside or where they are. Yeah. Well, also, you spent five minutes, <laughs> five whole minutes trying to get out your dynamite when you could have just yeah, picked up the so. fucking bag and they would have fallen out like Austin's pooping. Oh my right. goodness, yeah. Oh my. Listen, this whole thing could have been avoided. Well, if they knew... Like you, I mean, if you have a suitcase that just opens up, you can just put everything in because it's going to open and you can access everything. If you've mm-hmm. got this kind of duffel bag or canvas bag that the opening's only on one side, put the th- the thing you need first. I you know. pack that last, so it's close to the opening. Why is the explosive all the way in the bottom? I agree. Um, survival kit packer, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Private Island Survival Kit Packer. And that's what, I, I think it's I think it's one thing that cheeses me off about this minute is that we never actually get to see the the explosive used. It's like the you know the we, everyone uses the phrase Chekhov's <laughs> gun, Chekhov's this, Chekhov's that. Like I feel like this is Chekhov's explosive and it never gets used. We never get. It to never see goes them. off. Yeah, yeah, they never get to use it. Um, because they're, they're yeah they're they're taken they're taken prisoner into the base. As always, because that's what happens. Eventually, they get taken prisoner, and there's a costume change. <laughs> which I I adore the costume changes. I wondered about that, and I think this is another mark against Dr. Evil as being an effective evil overlord. Right. Like, So you've got your nemesis. You've got the hero that's here to thwart your evil plans. Again, just kill him just get it over with or even if you're not going to kill him lock it up like the costume change really was that all necessary? right everybody the um evil overlord expert has spoken clearly dr evil does not qualify <laughs> yeah at, at least like in their in their in their costume uh their their you think there would be like a, a gps track or he could like Tracked him. If they try to escape, he could catch them. Yes, but absolutely. This is the, it's the 60s. No, you're right. I mean, but at least Dr. Evil, you think, would have set some kind of radar dish, antenna, satellite, radar. an alarm, a built-in alarm. <laughs> yeah. That if you ran away from the base, it would just go beep, 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 beep. Go out this door. Weir, weir, weir. Yeah, just something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look well, at yeah, it. There's, yeah, something in the outfit so that if they, yeah, if they try to leave... An alarm goes off, a gate falls, like something stops that. About that stupid, like, uh, when people rob a bank, they have the thing that explodes the on the money. And just, yes. like, they turn blue, and yeah. they're, like, running around. The oh, thing. God. Could have done well, that. And, and, and so, and, and going back to what we were talking about, the henchmen, and how they're, they're wearing, like, the silvered outfits because the layer's in a volcano, and it protects them from the heat. Yeah. And so, like... You know, Austin and Felicity, they're changed into similar silver, not completely silver, but silver outfits. But then 
you look at Shagwell and it's like she's like if that's supposed to reflect heat <laughs> like most of the heat's getting through you know what I'm saying I like mean, there's yeah. not a lot of protection there it's not she's not really gonna be like the lava's gonna get her Lava is going to get her. I honestly, lava, lava will get her. I cannot remember if Britney Spears wore this outfit or this was just a fever dream that I had in my teenage years that I wanted her to wear this outfit. I just all right, hold on. Google hasn't let me down yet. I'm sure there's yeah, there's a video of of Britney wearing. Like honestly, God, there was so many early two thousand or early in late nineties, early two thousands. Britney. It's very similar. It's not exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> Um, but leave it to Brittany. She did have a very similar outfit. Okay. Huh? Um. Dave knows his stuff. And fun fact, she will be in these movies, so don't worry. Brittany shows up somewhere. It's Brittany, bitch. So, right. so you'll Cameron. so you'll get your fever dream in reality. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to address the fact that, ladies and gentlemen, in just a few moments. We're going to place a giant laser on the moon. Laser. You got to do the quote. From my laser. Death Star. That was Death Star. I will destroy every city on the planet. Um, and then in walks in our new clothed heroines. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing the same boots as Vanessa had to wear, I think. Very similar. So yeah. that's weird. And, um, okay, yes, the lava's gonna get in, but, like, she's cute, though. Oh. I'm okay with it. But, uh, who put Austin in those pleather pants? I think they need to be fired, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, his pants don't look right. Yeah. It's. It, it, yeah, it definitely looks like, uh, oh, we, we couldn't get, we don't have any more silver. I don't know, just put him in the leather pants. They had to, like, baby powder him down to, like, slip him in those. <laughs> Um, I was also I wanted to ask about Doctor Evil's space suit that actually had he has his own air tanks on the front, so mm-hmm. that's was that water, oxygen, and what's P two? Do you know what that is? We will find well, it's out. P two. Do I need that to breathe? <laughs> so yeah. um, do I need P two phos- to breathe? Phosphorus. Phosphorus. Yeah. I, I don't know. Does he phosphorus in a space suit? I don't know. Well, it's probably that's there's probably like a dial to or where you can set the level of the phosphorus that it's filtering out from the volcanic gases. All right. So you've got diphosphorus. It's an inorganic material with the chemical formula P2. Um, forget that. I, I'm guessing that's not something you want to be breathing. That's what doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Since it's inorganic, it seems very like a bad idea. You would never know that I was a biology major at some point. Ooh, I didn't know. <laughs> Good thing I'd switch my major at some point. At some point. That's not what my degree is in, guys. <laughs> I yelled at a biology major once. You yelled at one of us? Why? She was in a discrete math class, and no. <laughs> and uh, a puzzle came up uh, on the on the on the on the PowerPoint that was about 
uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Well, I mean, it wasn't about Die Hard with a Vengeance, but it was the water jug problem that was featured in Die Hard with a Vengeance. And I was, like, really excited about solving it because I was very ready for this for years. And then, like... You were like, I've trained for this. Yeah. <laughs> I've trained for this. You have I called love, and yeah. I am ready. And then, yeah, because it was like, there's a three-gallon jug and a five-gallon jug. And I raised my hand. I'm like, I got this. And he's like, I haven't finished reading it yet. I'm like, I got this. And then he's like, okay, David, tell us. I'm like, okay. I was like... And it was, I sort of... He's like, can you please read the rest of the slide and, and then tell us how you do it? And I go... Okay, and it's like, I'm reading it. It's a three-gallon jug and a five-gallon jug and an eight-gallon jug. I'm like, first of all, you don't need the eight-gallon jug because they, they had a water fountain there. They had an infinite supply of water. It doesn't matter. And then the biology major, she stands up and like, well, in the problem, there's an eight-gallon jug. And then I just, like, I just snapped. And I was like, <laughs> I just yelled at her, did you see the movie? Did you just... see the movie? No, you did not. And then I continue telling how they they defuse the bomb by getting four gallons of water using a three gallon and a five gallon jug so i'm gonna ask you did you get an a in this class uh (laughs) (laughs) like like i'll admit like that was like the one good time i knew what to answer uh and even then i just started even then i yelled so i i probably got a b there you go yeah b's good b's good yeah i'll take the b Take the beat. Oh yeah, discrete math. I was too dumb yeah. for discrete math. What is discrete math? It's it's computer science math. So it's, it's like it's like you whisper math. <laughs> is that like, that's what I think. That's what I, I'm like. Well, no, it's I, actually yeah. I mean, it's they should teach more of it. Um, because so just think of it in contrast to calculus is continuous math. So calculus, you're dealing with curves. And, and areas and stuff like that. Discrete math is, um, Finite. you know, just the opposite. It's, it's discrete. You're talking about uh, sort of quantized values. You're not talking about things over continuous range. So like integers are discrete. If you, if you say just integers and you get rid of f- fractions and stuff, examples of stuff like that. And, you know, okay. um, uh, you know, certain geometries are discrete math. See, I I did all the way up yeah. to Calc in college, so I was just like, "The fuck is discrete math?" Like, yeah. they I never had to take that as yeah, like a they, yeah. Major. I mean, if you're gonna go uh, for a lot of physics and chemistry and probably biology, you need you know you need calculus. But there's a yeah. lot of science, and like Dave said, particularly for computer science, a lot of that's discrete. So I think uh, you know, yeah, uh, well. I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into like the, the politics of math education, but I, yeah, will... I but, but I, I, yeah, I think I, you know, I, that seems to be like the standard, like they funnel everyone into calculus and that's kind of then after, if you get past calculus, then you can get into discrete math and abstract algebras and, and, and differential equations. Of stuff. And it's like, and, yeah. eh, you know, that's, I don't, I, it's not necessarily the path that everyone needs to follow you know that not everyone needs calculus and and it and i'm not saying people don't need math i love math people should take lots of math classes while they're in in school it just doesn't necessarily need to be calculus it can the one be politics i will say is stop making math online stop making college kids do online math it's my one oh, yeah. soapbox i'll stand on yeah, like math is something it's on paper with yeah. like showing your work the steps that you get Instead of you put your answer into a thing and you hit enter. It's my one thing. True. All right. Yeah. Good. It's my policy. I like it. 
There you go. And I, I do, I do appreciate math. So, yeah. math is great. I love and it. I don't know if Doctor Evil is very good at math. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no. Yeah, probably. I, I feel like this. The, you know, this is more of that. You know, his his Doctor and Evil. It's a more of a humanities degree than it's like. What, uh, it's what my STEM. degree is in. Yeah, <laughs> degree in evil. You switch <laughs> from biology to evil. Apparently, no. I've um, it's philosophy, religion, and pop culture. Mm. Oh, so like doing a podcast about a movie <laughs> one minute at a time is really what your life has been leading to for some time. I'm waiting for this moment <laughs> this whole time. No, it's mainly about like I'm really into religions, like different religions around the world and mythology nice. based around nice. it. But we are getting a weird evil mythology. I like breaking down, like, maybe the reason why Dr. Evil is the way he is. So, like, even though it's probably everyone's least favorite, like, I'm super hyped about Goldmember. Because mm-hmm. we get all the flashbacks and stuff. Mm. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. I'm really excited to, like, pick him apart of, like, this movie is why he is the way he is in these two movies. But, I mean, so, it all leads up to a hollowed out volcano, so. Right. Right. So I've, uh, you know, I have sort of a, uh, once again, answers are just bringing up more questions. So I have sort of a a religious philosophical question, and and Mm -hmm. you might be the expert, Johnny, that that can give us an answer. So what do you think about a guy that repeats the same day over and over again? What's what's going on there? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I feel like I should have covered this on yours. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was having that same feeling. I feel like maybe he did something wrong. Okay. That he's being tested. Mm -hmm. That he... There's something in this series of events that he has to trip that one wire. The one wire. We don't know which wire it is. We don't know how many circumstances he has to get to trip that one wire. But to be able to stop his continuation of the same day. Yes, so yeah. It's yeah. like a it's like a it would be like a spiritual journey for him. Like a yeah. realization of his whole life he meant to do something greater than or different than what he was supposed to be doing this whole time. And if he would have continued down the path that he was on, he would have never achieved that until, like, fate struck him and he was, like, shaken to change his decision on what he was supposed to do. There you go. For Groundhog Minute, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, bonus episode right here. (laughs) I'm I'm glad. it's, It's just a test, so... Yeah. See, I'm glad. I'm honest. I'm glad Johnny brought that up, and because like it's like I've had that. I had a little sour taste in my mouth ever since that BuzzFeed article or whatever it was I put on, where it was just like, like, oh, Ned Ryers is the devil, and he wanted him to sign oh, his yeah, soul no, away, uh... and it wasn't until he bought the contract with his soul that he like got. And I'm like, you just summed up our movie in like the dumbest way, and it just cheesed me off so much. So. I'm glad. I'm glad we got some nice, like, more intellectual talk in there. Yeah. I just get really, I get really angry at people who automatically jump to the most negative conclusions about things, because you're thinking very narrow-mindedly. 
Yeah. You're not thinking about, has there ever been an instance in your life that you wish fate had slapped you up the side of the head and changed your mind? Instead of letting you carry on down this path that you were trudging down? Like, there are instances where the universe can, like, slap you in the face and you just don't notice it. It's not oh, as, absolutely, yeah. It's not as, like, abrupt as reliving the same day over and over again. So it it eventually has to turn into being so extreme yeah. that you have to change it. You either decide to live in the moment that you're currently living in forever or change it. Right. And so this, progress yeah. on. So, so this loop that Phil sees as a curse, it's kind of a blessing. It gives him mm-hmm. that opportunity to get the things that he's been missing. Like, all right, you missed it. All right, you're going to just walk down that same block or you know do these same events till you catch the thing that you've been missing it's a gift yeah. that he gets these second third fourth etc chances because if it's truly down to the point of the buzzfeed article of like selling your soul to the devil you're never going to get that second third fourth fifth hundredth chance that's it you signed your soul away that's it it's you're going to continuous re- continuously relive that day over and over again no matter what there's not yeah. a change there's a contract. There's a blood pact. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't finish reading that article because it was just, it was, it was too inane. So like, so like, so I mean, because what they were saying, like, in to get out of the loop, Phil had to sell his soul to the devil. So like, what he should have done is stayed in the loop where everything's the same every day forever. It's all and, so yeah, negative. The, like, yeah, why would no? It, it would make more sense if he came up to a choice and there was like a trickster and he came up to the choice and the choice was sell your soul. You get like untold riches, all that shit, or you continue on your life's path. And so he decided he wants untold riches cause he's Phil, mm-hmm. you know, live yeah. his life the way he does. And then yeah. he sold his soul and then got looped in. It doesn't make sense that he got trapped for no reason and to get out it was to sell his soul was the only solution that he could think of like that does not actually make sense in like mythology to me Mm -hmm. like it would make sense at the onset of him looping there would be a trickster involved right see it makes more sense if if the the trickster the devil or whatever like you said it comes at the beginning that puts him into the loop Maybe it's the form of, you know, an elderly, deceptively simple innkeeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense than, you know, than this over-the-top, obnoxious salesman. Yeah. 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 Especially, like, he's, he's selling life insurance. It's not, yeah, it's not the untold riches, which you would think. That's like, so stupid. That's wow, de- they the, didn't dig very deep for that. Yeah. Oh, the no. devil would sell you, yeah, the devil would sell you gold. It's like, well, the Ned Ryerson would sell you life insurance. It's just like, he's a salesman. Like, yeah, uh, the devil sold you something. It, 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 it's very dull. Stupid clickbait shit. And I don't, yeah, I don't want to give that. it any <sighs> more time. I, yeah. I'm glad we discussed the more important parts of Groundhog Day, because yeah, I felt like that that, that article really was like it kind of. I feel like we we wrap up the ep- the show, we're excited, we ended it, and then like Buzzfeed's like, hey, we got a shitty three minute video though. They'll 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 tell tell the populace to think a completely dumb way. 
I just just <laughs> find your solace in the fact that most BuzzFeed people quit because they don't get paid enough and that's that's they're just creating clickbait go. content yeah. so that they can keep their their money flow going. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, so speaking of clickbait, I'm going <laughs> to jump on that. Yeah, please. So 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 speaking of clip 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 bait, I think it was yesterday where I was talking about the song that I was listening to at work Ooh. that I, the song was almost over before I realized it was the Weird Al parody and not the original song. So I went back to my iPod overnight and I flipped through and I figured out it was um, She Drives Like Crazy, <laughs> which is a parody of the Fine Young Cannibal song. Um, she drives me crazy. I haven't heard and that. And if you one. bring it up, like bring it, if you listen, if you listen to the two songs, like it's one of like and and Weird Al's really like he's good. The band, the guys he he works with, it's the same backing band like his whole career. Those guys are really good. A lot of the songs sound really close, but this is one of the closest. Like they really, it, if you're not paying attention, it is hard to tell which one you're listening to between the Weird Al one and the Fine Young Cannibals. Like, they do sound a lot alike. Oh, and, and uh, just mention it. And the, so that was, that song, 8,272 out of 11,328. So I've got about 3,000 3, songs left to go. A and lot then of I songs. will have listened to all the songs on my iPod. And Dave is now listening to the Fine Young Cannibals. Oh my gosh! Getting down. <laughs> a lot of a lot of songs. Yeah. All right. That is a catchy song. I haven't heard that in a while. That's ca- yeah from the UHF album. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm so, gonna bring it back to Dave's favorite person on the planet. Fat ready? bastard. Oh, oh, no, yeah, I got, fat I got, bastard. I got one more. I got one more number for you. Oh! Oh! Oh, okay. Okay. Second, is it about a hollowed out volcano? Yes. Second 29, okay. when he's talking about his <laughs> lair, second 29, we get a nice wide shot of the, of the conference room. We have the, the technicians uh, walking around. We have the janitor. Okay. We have a water cooler. And there's three pieces of what I believe is mold, molten steel art on the wall there. Like there's like a uh, there's something on a platform and then there's something on the wall and then there's a circular ring on the floor and I'm like okay okay uh, yeah this circular ring drove Crystal Beth fucking bananas (laughs) I want you to know she was like what is that do you know what that is and I was like art she goes does it serve a purpose like why is it here oh my god I'm I'm so glad Crystal and I picked up the same item. It was so funny. She's like, do you even know? And I'm like, honestly, it's a ring. You know, it could be Minnie Me's hula hoop. Who knows? But, yeah, the fact that it's placed next to what looks to be, like, some form of, like, modern art on the wall and then a modern art sculpture on the, on on that, like, that, like, a pedestal over there next to the water cooler. Yeah. Well, it does it correspond to something on the outside because it's you're looking so we see on the on the left of the screen is an eye mm-hmm. and what and suddenly it's daytime i guess yeah, it took suddenly. a long time for them to change whatever but so you can see like it's an eye so then and um dr evil has that scar that runs kind of from his eye down his cheek on that side of his face True. So maybe this is the inside of 
his you know eyeball? of of yeah of his eyeball whatever I don't know I'm just I, yeah I'm just spitballing yeah and maybe it's just a hula hoop that they've leaned up against the side there I don't know what it is <laughs> or what if it's a death uh, magnifying glass ooh maybe yeah maybe just at some point that water cooler is funny um, but yeah maybe <laughs> just at some point like the lava got out of control and kind of melted things and then they had to um, solder or weld in replacement metal in certain spots I don't know you see there is a fire extinguisher you know so they are safe safety safe, first OSHA safety standards first. yeah <laughs> there's our standards yeah I mean, this place yeah, runs oh, on the that's... this place runs on the convection of just magma. <laughs> magma. Yeah. So, wow. Dave, what is magma? Well, uh, <laughs> I didn't write this all down, but if I remember correctly, magma is uh, when it's in the Earth's core, and then when it the the the, the it, hit, it it breaks the surface, it's then considered lava. Yes. Accurate. Good job. And I'm 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 curious about us putting dangerous rocket fuel so close to said magma. Yeah, it's not really yeah. a good idea because uh, magma and lava both pop. Yeah. From heat and like gaseous, like bubbles trying to explode. So like not a yeah. good, not a good look. We need a bigger fire extinguisher. Yes. <laughs> so, um. Unfortunately, we have to address the actual elephant in the room. <laughs> hey yo. Um so we get the little like hello like finger twiddling from Fat Bastard to Felicity because Dr. Evil has to announce that Felicity, I think you two may have met. Met. Yeah, met. And she's like, "Oh, have we?" with her face yeah um, I mean I mean this is definitely a mirror moment between the Austin Veronica uh, w- with a lot of vagina mm-hmm. that's what this this this, this yeah. moment's clearly leading to is that he's upset that she slept with him over the business and it's like well Austin you slept with a lot of vagina because it was part of your business Listen, there was a hot tub. No one's mad at you. Okay, so I no went back. I went back. I went over the tapes. I, I watched both these movies back to back. I went over that scene because it wasn't addressed in the first film. I'm addressing it now. I think a lot of vagina spiked the sake. Because I really didn't see her give a good sip to it. Okay, listen. Um, sake's real powerful. And you're right. It is. Um, if Austin has only been drinking Heineken... Nothing else. Yeah. Saki is a hell of a difference. And you're right. Yes. Yeah. The the reason I'm saying yeah, is, is, I just think this makes him. It, it definitely made him woozy, and that's why he lost motor functions. Why he's he a broke. cheap date. <laughs> yeah. And Are he, you saying she roofied him? Yes. And that's what he's saying. And and he and that's why and he lost motor functions and he broke wind before her. Is because okay. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Look. <laughs> Listen, he would be an actual human noodle if he got roofied. True. Uh, I've been just, there. Let's not talk about that. Well, I just don't um, think she shagged him. I think she gave him a handy under the under the hot tub, and he passed out. 
No, I think he got really drunk. And he, it doesn't, it counts, but it doesn't count because he got whiskey dick. Or, in this instance, sake dick. Okay. Because sake is a hell of a thing. Yeah. Sake's fun. Everybody should try it once. Yeah, I, I said, I, I mean, I tried it, but then again, I don't know, I don't know if I had a really strong one. I remember we kind of, me and a couple of guys, we... We put him. We we put a we put a bottle down. Then we kind of walked around a parking lot for a while because we were like, "Ah, we're too drunk. We can't drive yet." See, I like I like yeah. Japanese sake, but there's also like a Korean version. Real good. Ah, Real Korean good sake. But everybody, get on a sake. You like? Try it. See how good you are after a couple drinks versus a couple beers. Very different. Especially if you have a weak constitution. Or you are a cheap date. But I can tell you who's not a cheap date. That bastard. Yeah, he, In any capacity. I mean, he, booze, food, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. He ordered a lot of room service. Now, why is he not wearing the silver that everyone else is? Ain't nobody want to see that cooking in there. <laughs> Mm-mm. He's going to be like one of those sweaty, smelly, like, sausages. <laughs> nope. Ain't nobody trying to sweat that shit out. All right. All right. But. Fair enough. He's kind of upset, which, I mean, like, I kind of get it. If you share a magical moment with someone, um, no matter who you are, you want them to remember. So he's like, is that all the things I get for the night of hot sex? Yeah, but he's got to know. It's, you know, it was it was business. But like He knows what he knows what the deal is. Business or not. To him it was hot ass sex, and that's fine. Because he's, Yeah, but she was crap. He's dead sexy. <laughs> he's dead sexy. But and also cuz but now she's with Austin. But they've never had sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But just I don't know. It just seems like it's an inappropriate time to be bringing that up. Uh, if if Fat Bastard is anything, he's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how you're like, yeah. oh, this is inappropriate. We're in a hollowed out <laughs> volcano about to blow up <laughs> with laser plans to blow up the city. This is inappropriate to bring up relationship work. <sighs> I like that, how. I'm, it's all I'm saying. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, John. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, that's, I'm just saying, like, just. You know, feel the vibe and get, you know, you, you were with someone. Read and the now room. They're, they're, yeah, read the room. They're standing next to someone else. You don't know the relationship. Maybe there's something there. Maybe, you know, maybe they're just friends. Maybe they haven't done anything, but maybe they have. Or, you know, just maybe she doesn't want her business all around. You know, she just like, you know, just discretion is the better part of valor. Yeah, but if you slept with Felicity, wouldn't you want to brag to everybody? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I would. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I'd be taking out ads in the paper. I'd be like, hey, listen. She slept with me. Me. Yeah. My my head and a heart. Like, I'd be um, like, me. I mean, so, but though, eh, you know, she, she, she looks good. I'm not denying that. But from what I've heard, not that good in the sack. It's baloney. Uh, okay, listen. That is the only way news. that she, she could be... Bad is if she was a dead fish 
in the bed. That's the only way that she could be bad. There was no participation. Which, you know what? In this stage of life with Fat Bastard, probably to her benefit. <laughs> probably to her benefit. Yeah, a survival yeah. Uh, technique. Yeah, she just laid there. Laid there. Yeah. Like, do your job. Which is also sad. I feel like it's sad that she has to sleep with him to do her job. Well, that, I mean, of course, that's not right. See, I think, in my mind, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound weird here. Um, I don't know if you've seen Spice World. Probably not. I saw it once. Uh, okay, so there is this guy. Um, he's a really, God, I can't even, I'm going to have to tell you who the actor is because I know you guys are going to know. Um, I'm Googling it right now. But the actor is like a recon guy. And he comes up through their toilets in like a full-on wetsuit. And my thing is, it was going to be gross either way. So it would have been just as well if Felicity had chosen that choice. To come up through <laughs> Fat Bastard's toilet. Toilets. And just like... Right up in there. That would have been just as well. <laughs> like the tennis racket? Just right up in there? Yeah, right up in there. I mean, she's right not a stranger to it. Right. By any means. And he's a large fella. She might fit. And yeah. Then, you know, that might make too much trouble. Do the, do the, do the, do, now, in the Spice world, are the Spice girls, are they international spies as well? Or are they just themselves, but also doing spying? But, yes, that one. <laughs> okay. Because that I'm just it. saying that Elvis Costello is also in that movie. He's credited as himself. Yeah. I know. I looked at that just now and I didn't realize that he was <laughs> also yeah. in that movie. Um, I think it's Alan Cumming. I might be wrong. Okay. It's a guy that I'm thinking of. He literally comes up in like a suit of like a black like latex Guys are probably screaming at me in the thing. Um, in a latex suit. And he, like, infiltrates their, like, Spice World house or whatever. Damn. Listen, um, don't test me. I might do this movie, too, at some point in my lifetime. <laughs> because I loved... I wore this VHS tape out. I love this movie so much. So. Spice World, all right. Spice World. Spice up your life. There you go. Spice up your life. There you go. You got a tagline and everything. I do. So. So, (laughs) but I have to finish these movies first. Well, yeah. (laughs) But um, Austin, I like that Austin defends her and says like, "In your dreams," because he hasn't even, he hasn't even acquired that bag, baby. Uh, but that was his own choice. Yeah. Mm Hmm. And then she's like, ha ha, ha. We didn't talk about this. Because we're, A, not dating. B, you didn't want to fuck me. C, this is my job. <laughs> yeah, she's from the CIA. Like, she doesn't go by the, the I mean, the fact that, like, the that Basil asked her, I mean, you know, that's a real agency, agency, cross authority kind of thing. So I, well, yeah, yeah. She doesn't work for Bass. So she but, did a real favor for British intelligence. Technically, she did a real favor for him. 
But I mean, it's also helping out the CIA because Fat Bastard is a bad man, Majama. He definitely mm-hmm. is a threat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just the minute just kind of ends with how awkward that feels. Yeah. Of like the I got some shit to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> I there was a thing it needed to go up, Fat Bastards, but we'll talk about it later. Woof. Yeah, that's sort of an awkward note to end the minute on. But I mean, you know, that's when you when you when you yeah when you watch a movie one minute at a time, you can't you know you don't get a say in yeah. in where where the minute ends. It ends where it ends. If it makes you if it makes you feel any better, um, I think the last time we ever saw Vanessa's when she went up the ladder. Yeah, it's my theory. It's my working theory. Is that the, the, Vanessa, the actual Vanessa? The yeah, the yeah. real Vanessa, the one we see in the leather straps with the Desert Eagle with all the soldiers. That's a mm-hmm. fembot. That's a fembot. That's, okay, that's my. That's working the moment. Theory. That's the moment of the switch. Yeah, right. that she went up that ladder yeah. and they captured her, and I don't know what happened to real Vanessa, but yeah, fembot for the rest of the film. So it would make more sense of like why she wasn't really shooting a lot and stuff, which was kind of playing passive to to Austin doing things. So yeah. that's that's that was like that's that a lot of sense. I said that's my last like little theory I had from the from from last season. Well, hopefully Heather Graham's character doesn't turn out to be a fanbot. Mm. But we'll, oh, we we yeah. shall see. You shall see. Yeah. So stay tuned. Dun, so dun, is dun. this your favorite Austin Powers movie? I think this one is. Um, I'm definitely gonna watch Goldmember again and. Um, give it, give it another chance. Like you know, like outside of the hype of when the third movie was announced, but definitely watching the first two back to back, I definitely feel like this was a perfect sequel, and I definitely believe Vern Troyer's Mini Me really made it. I think it really made it gave it breathed new life into Doctor Evil. He didn't fall into the same patterns of evil bad guy. He got to play with this like clone character while also having a son character. I thought I thought. And as Sean's saying is that, like, you know, when they leaned more into Dr. Evil scenes, it really it felt like, you know, they, they made, you know, they had more. Where it's like with Austin, a lot of it's like just dick jokes that don't really last long. Where it's like with Dr. Evil, I think a lot of those jokes still land. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Dave. I did make a good point. Um. <laughs> yes, you're dead. No, uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I think so, and and I think I'm in kind of the same boat as Dave that it's been a long time since I've seen Gold Member, um, but I do think this is one of those rare cases where um, where the the sequel steps it up a notch. Uh, that it is, you know, that the, they explore the characters a little bit more. There's a little bit more depth, and obviously there's you know some slapstick there's some silliness the some of the comedy is less than mature shall we Mm -hmm. say uh (laughs) but but there's you know there's it works you know at a lot of different levels there's there's the the silly stuff and the 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 dick jokes and then there's the more nuanced stuff as well and, and the character development and then just sort of that that triangle between scott and Minnie me and dr evil yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very good movie. Yeah, I yeah I would think it's it's for me it's close, but I would put this a little bit over, um, you know, International Man of Mystery. Yeah. Yeah, I watched them out of order originally, so 
this was the one that I watched first. So it has a very special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just happy to be on this movie for right now until I get to the Beyonce movie. Because she's the star to me. I feel like all the ladies are the actual stars to me. Yeah. Just because they, they pull a lot more weight than he does. True. Yeah. True. I'm very sad that this is the end of the week. I know. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. We're still friends. We'll still still see each other on the <laughs> internet. And yes. all the time. Well, and we'll see each other when we come down to Orlando and we stay with you. Yes, please. I would actually be thrilled. <laughs> We're crashing. Yeah. The boys yeah. come to town. Road trip. <laughs> well, for the last day... I always like for you guys to go out on a solo plug and you guys take it out on the outro because I like to highlight the guests. It's all about you guys. I'm glad that you guys come on so that I can do this too. Thank you so very much for having us. If you guys yeah, want to go for so it. Much. Yeah, thanks for being on. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Dave Pals from Five Minutes of Mystery and Groundhog Minute and... And I'm uh, Sean German from Five Minutes of Mime and Groundhog Minute. And we're telling you, stay groovy. And don't you go change it.